folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, uh, with your host, Hurricane H. Uh, today's show is going to be a super interesting one. We're going to talk about quite a bit of things, you know, and uh, it's in the realm of health. It's a realm of, of maybe supplements. It's a realm of maybe cannabis business, you know, because with me, I have someone who runs a couple of companies. They deal with the stuff that I just mentioned. Uh, we're going to talk about mushrooms, you know, for those of you who are interested in learning more about the, you know, the benefits and how they work and things like that. So I would be uh, the, the CEO and president of Microboost and also Custom Capsule Consultants. And uh, Robert Johnson really is working towards making things happen for, you know, a lot of areas of our health. And I'll leave that to him because he's going to talk to us a little bit more about the different functionalities of the products that they actually manufacture and, uh, of course, MicroBoost exactly. But before we go there, I want to just have, you know, uh, Robert talk to us a little bit about the story because, I mean, there is a story about getting into this world and uh, the success story as well because running a business is very difficult. It's not an easy task for anyone. So anyone that's out there running a business, we you would know. It is hard, and anyone that is not and and wants to start a business or get involved in the business, maybe there's a couple of things that we could learn today about. So, uh, Robert, should I call you Robert or Bob? Which one? Hey, my friends call me Bob. You can call me Bob. And thanks a lot for for having me on the show. You know, it is hard being an entrepreneur, and you know, uh, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of use you as my therapist to talk through all the all the trials and tribulations we go through. Oh, listen, please do. And, you know, again, my pleasure to have you. And uh, again, your stuff is pretty big and uh, it, it is, you know, part of where we are today in, in, in the health and, you know, in the supplements or the cannabis and the cannabis, cannabis, cannabinoids, <laughs> you know, I usually get difficult, you know, with that word, but, but I'll, I'll get, you know, back to it again. But, but it, it is, it is a world that is not well understood, I would say, right? And so we'll talk about all that, you know, piece. But but really, as you said, you're a CEO, you're a business person, and it is it is very difficult world, you know, to to be out there. First of all, the idea to create a business and then pursue it, and then then make sure you get an imprint and and a position in the market. There's all kind of stuff that goes in there, and it's a lot of work, strategy, and uh, you know, long hours. <laughs> I can I, I can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just uh, talking to a friend earlier today and we were just kind of debating the semantics of it, like to run your own business either takes, you know, a lot of confidence or self-belief or another way to look at it is just like uh, an ongoing delusion, you know, deluding yourself that what you're doing is meaningful and that things are going to work out and and you just have to, uh, you know, keep going forward. Well, you know, Bob, it is it is real. As I, I, I love what you said. You were having this discussion. What are the merits of it? And you know, some people are like you know, does it pay off? Is it worth it? And you're right. You know, there are moments of doubt. There are moments of like, uh, you know, what? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done this. But you know, and it's not. I would again. I, I hear you when you say about delusion. I mean, really, am I going to do this? Am I going to make a, a difference? But the fact of the matter is, you are, and and that's really, and and the self belief has to be there. You got to believe and. If you didn't in the first place, you wouldn't be, you know, where you are today. And that's the other thing. I mean, and looking at history, all the big guys, all the big companies have started with ideas from individuals who believed in those ideas and they pursued them and it, it took a toll on them, you know, but eventually you, you get there and it's very, you know, fun. It's a, it's a good satisfaction. We know that your vision 
has been implemented and executed and now people are benefiting from it. I mean, that, that's just my take on it. So, so you, you want me to be a therapist? You're doing just fine. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. And I, I support everyone who, who runs a business. Uh, by the way, even if you're running just, you know, working in the business, I support anybody that's put an effort to towards success. There's different ways and levels of, of success depends on what you want. And there is a satisfaction to be in your own, you know, entrepreneur and running your own, you know, show. That's one thing. But even in the corporate world, I mean, you can run your own show as a head of department, whatever. Uh, you know, that can happen too. You can be a CEO of a company and you don't have to own the company. So there's there's different levels of that. But it doesn't matter what level, it's t- still a difficult any job, any any type of task, anything that you do that you have a vision for that you work towards is harder. And smaller business is even more difficult than, you know, as you get larger, it's different components, different stakes, but it's all the same. I mean, but you're right. It's all about that person. It's about the vision. It's about the toll. It's about the hours. And you do have these moments where like, oh man, am I doing this? Is it just me? <laughs> and, and and I get it. I mean, I've, I, I've been there. I know exactly that feeling myself, but for our young entrepreneurs or people who want to be in it, just know that, that it's going to be a sacrifice. There are things that you have to give before you know when you get into a business for example this is not a nine to five concept where you walk in you know you you, you expect a check and it's going to happen there's a lot of work there's there's your money invested there's your time invested and but there is a pleasure of putting a lot of work up front and then i guess you know getting the fruits later <laughs> and i think that's the best way to look at it, right i mean yes like everything else you are building the foundation then you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And that's exactly what happens when you're in the business. Now, you're running two businesses. <laughs> that's quite a bit of, uh, you know, uh, power, you know, I guess, balancing, you know, the role in both sides and making sure that these things happen. And it's they're pretty, pretty impressive, you know, companies. So so let's talk about the story behind the companies and, and the vision that got you into it. Yeah, well, I, I moved to Los Angeles in 2008 and started working in the cannabis business, started my own uh, company of uh, edibles called I Can't Believe It's Pot Butter, which uh, really was just uh, <laughs> love it. My my roommate and I were writers. We moved to L.A. for for creative writing. And we at the end of the day, when we were done with our work, just kind of joked about how it would be funny to have a company or a brand with that name. And after uh, a month or so of just, you know, kind of having the pipe dream about that, if you will, we're just like, you know, we got to try it. Otherwise, you know, we got to stop talking about it. And uh, so I ran that, that company for a few years, sold it in uh, 2010, and then was a founder of another cannabis startup called Tetra Lab. So we did that for eight years and sold in uh, 2018, right, as California was becoming legal. And about that time, CBD and hemp became legal on a federal level. And so we saw a real opportunity to get in, you know, use our our product development and manufacturing expertise and experience to help a lot of people that we saw were jumping into the, the hemp space. Consequently, we got into making all different types of supplements over the past four years. And people kept contacting me about lots of different uh, brain or nootropic products, you know, and wanting to formulate those. And so as part of my, my role for a lot of these companies, I would research the ingredients and, and help them come up with a a really quality product. And one particular ingredient that just kept getting brought up over and over was lion's mane mushrooms. 
And the more I read about it, the more I was just fascinated with how lion's mane affects the brain. And, uh, you know, similar to my experience with cannabis and CBD, because there's not a lot of research on it, so much of the, uh, the benefits or the positive um, uh, sides of it are all anecdotal. But as I was, you know, meeting more people, reading about uh, people's experience with, with these particular type of mushrooms, first we made a few products for, you know, a handful of different companies and then eventually decided, you know, we want to have a brand of our own. This is something that we could really get excited about. And like you say, you know, really decide that it was meaningful and important enough, you know, to spend 50, 60, 70 hours a week you know, going from, from vision to reality. <laughs> well, so, so, so can you, you stayed in the world of cannabis essentially from, from the beginning. And, uh, was there any reason, I mean, was it just to have, you know, something that you loved and enjoyed, and then you decided to turn into a business opportunity or it was something that you felt that it was necessary because of the therapeutic, therapeutic, you know, and, and, and health benefits of it. Yeah. I mean, I was always, into cannabis, I you know went to a liberal arts school and you know got a degree in creative writing. And when we moved to LA, was in 2008. Was right when the uh, the housing crisis, you know, the economy was down. There was a writers' strike, and so just out of necessity, you know, my roommate and I were doing odd jobs, ghost writing, um, a little comedy writing. But we you know we still needed to pay the bills, and I had. You know, good friends that I, right after graduating, went and stayed with some friends in Humboldt County. They were all growing cannabis. And we moved to L.A. literally the day Barack Obama was elected. And so we just saw an opportunity. And naively, we thought, oh, yeah, we'll just start this uh, company. And, and then, you know, we'll have some money. And maybe we could go and intern on a show that we like, like The Office or, you know, whatever was popular then. And the rest of the time, you know, we'll play golf and, and smoke weed and, you know, this company will just run itself. Uh, we quickly learned that it was it was all consuming and, you know, especially at the beginning, took uh, took all of our all of our time, our money, our our credit card limits to uh, to get over the hump and and, you know, start to make a profit and pay ourselves. But, uh, you know, throughout throughout the experience, it's been really interesting to watch cannabis go from, you know, totally illegal, I guess in California, they passed it for medical in, in 96, but all throughout the Clinton and GW Bush administration, there was still federal enforcement of you know, federal laws in the state of California. And so it's, uh, it's amazing now. It's a, it's a, a really exciting time to be alive that you now 40 states have some form of medical or recreational cannabis and now mushrooms and MDMA and sports gambling and all these things that were, were previously illegal are now, you know, finally coming around, you know, and I think that all those things are, have always been done. And, and uh, you know, it makes sense that finally the government is like, well, let's, let's try and get a piece of the, some tax dollars on this. Well, thank you, Bob. And, and, you know, I appreciate you, you sharing a little bit about your personal story about how it all started and, you know, but you really hit on, on what we kind of 
discussed pre- previously about you know starting a business, you realize that it was that this is not going to be a, just a, 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 an overnight or weekend you know deal. This is a real deal, and we have to to stick with it. It's going to take a lot more than what we thought. But again, you had vision. You had you saw the opportunity, and that's that's the thing. You saw it and took it. Not just so it and just okay. Well, there's plenty of there's plenty of opportunity every day, but not everybody takes charge and leads, you know, into something and and really take a leap of faith in in, in essence into a a venture that to your point is very heavily regulated and things like that. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, but you saw that happening. And you're right, California is one of the earlier you know states, if not the, the first state, that kind of made it a little bit more you know actionable in, in in terms of access to cannabis and things like that. You're right. Now it's it's. It's almost everybody, uh, but you know it's funny because again, when we use the term legal, it's just when it gets legalized versus it becomes illegal based on whatever you know, I guess laws that being put in place by a certain administration. But you know, cannabis is not something new; it's been used in medicinal stuff, you know, for centuries. But in the current era, you know, it's it's regulated because it was counteractive to other industries, I would say, and things like that, and it's still the case. You know, so it's kind of like it's competing against other, I guess, currents when it comes to business, you know, opportunities, tobacco being one, I guess, you know, and uh, there's other ones. But but so but you saw that value, you know, and that's the thing. You're one of a few people. I've had a couple of shows with like companies that that run hemp, you know, or they develop their own hemp products and things. But but I see the same visions like these folks, you know, have they see something new that is that is sexy, hot, it has benefits. They take advantage of that opportunity and they deep dive into it and they work it to become the next best thing. And you did so. So so again, I want just to congratulate you for, for for that and just just basically doing what you've done. And I love what, how it all evolved. I mean, you had a small company, you build it enough, you sold it, generate enough revenue, you start another one, and then as as you see things move, you move with them. That's the other thing. You have flexibility and you have to have that ability malleability to actually do things in business otherwise you'll be too rigid and you're not going to maintain and probably collapse so so again for just little tips you know for our audiences that that are in business school they want to learn tricks you know those things can can help you now you you went beyond that so you went into the mushroom world <laughs> so 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 why the mushroom world specifically and and i know there's 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 multiples out there that are really uh, from a medicinal, from a health aspect, they're very attractive and very good for you. And there's a lot of talk about you know about them. And if you go to social networks now, you're gonna hear some discussion about them. So so let's talk about that transition specifically. Why? I mean, I know you've you've talked about one specific one, but you know, are you, is that the only one, or you've you've touched on others? Well, I mean, with MicroBoost, we work with all different types of functional mushrooms and. I think, you know, in addition to the the benefits of it that I found through my research, I'm always just uh, looking for, you know, the future. And I think one of the cool things about being in the cannabis industry at the time that I was, was it was just like the, I, I really think it's the most uh, grassroots activist campaign of my generation, that uh, enough people got together, you know, starting in Colorado, California, in Washington, and people put this on the ballot. They chose to disagree with what the government said is, you know, should be illegal for almost a hundred years, and and you know, got to see real change. And so that I think is what was most motivating to me. You know, is that I, I'm super happy that you know cannabis is great for 
you know, people going through chemotherapy or glaucoma or arthritis and, and naturally as part of legalizing something, you know, it goes through steps of decriminalization and, and uh, for, for cannabis, it became a, a medical thing first. But ultimately, I believe that cannabis is no worse, uh, in fact, probably a lot better for you than alcohol or, or cigarettes and things that are, are legal in this country. And so I think people, adults, should just have that, that right to choose and, and not have to worry about you know, going to, uh, to jail or prison over a, uh, something that's a personal choice that I don't think it's actually harms people, but, uh, you know, if it's harming anybody, it's not, uh, it's not people outside of, of the smoker, you know? And so I also saw the, the rise in popularity of CBD, right? So as, as marijuana, as cannabis was becoming legal and, and in all the mainstream headlines, CBD also grew in popularity and it was it was funny because it wasn't until really uh, I think it was in 2014 Sanjay Gupta was on CNN talking about CBD and all of a sudden I started getting calls from like my aunt my grandma you know people calling me and saying like hey did you know there's this there's this cannabis that uh, has all the benefits like all the medical benefits of marijuana but none of the psychoactive effects I was like yeah, yeah, I do. I know all about that, Grandma, you know. Um, but I think, you know, it just takes a, a certain authority sometimes, right? You know, if it's your uh, your stoner nephew that is telling you that about this stuff versus, uh, you know, somebody with a PhD on CNN, you know, that makes a big difference, especially to older generations that have, you know, decades of propaganda and, you know, just say no and the, and the drug war that has influenced their their thoughts and their perspective. And so consequently, I think uh, uh, mushrooms or cannabis was really a gateway drug, if you will, for the, the legalization of mushrooms. And I just saw uh, the same sort of uh, grassroots, you know, enthusiasm is what I got behind. And I, I just so happened to find myself in Colorado at a CBD conference like the day after mushrooms were decriminalized in Denver, Colorado. And, uh, and I, I got invited to a, uh, a mushroom event there. I didn't know really what I was walking into, but essentially it was all of the people that worked on the bill to, uh, to put it on the ballot. And they quite candidly said they did not expect it to pass. It passed by like 51%. And so they were all kind of gathering around and, you know, congratulating each other, but also now asking, okay, so, so what's next? And so I just find, uh, you know, being in those rooms really inspiring is almost like, you know, uh, uh, revolutionary that, uh, that people are taking it into their own hands to not only, you know, start a business as we talked a lot about is like, you know, takes uh, a, a vision and, you know, such determination but actually changing the laws of a city, a state, a country like that is a huge ambition. And uh, it's really inspiring to me. Well, again, it takes a village, right? It, it's not easy, but, but it, it's happened slowly, but surely it's been going, you know, across different States. I mean, we only, and I'm in Jersey. So recently, I think last year or the year before it was a couple of years, 
when when they just made things legal in New York as well. It's it's only a couple of years since they made at least the the cannabis and CBD and uh, recreational stuff. But but it, it's it's transit is slow, but the, the the mushrooms are not as well acceptable around the states yet, you know. But it's happening. But you you again, you saw the vision. It was a success to see these things happen, and you can take advantage of them because they have real benefits to people. And I love what you said that you know uh, it's when you hear on CNN all oh, this stuff works and blah blah blah, then becomes a lot more acceptable across the board, right? But you know, doctors and and therapists and you know naturopaths and a lot of folks have been talking about these things on and on and fighting the fight to make sure that these are accessible. Believe it or not, even the insurance space, I'm in the insurance space, and we tried actually to get this stuff for our seniors and the senior market for paid management and you know uh, even for younger folks like you know to to counter the uh, what to actually basically be a subject to opioids and things like that. So it kind of mm-hmm. like you know, but but it is still I mean federally. There's still limitations. It's not, you know, uh, covered under certain, you know, under Medicare, for example, there there's limitations to what's covered versus what's not covered. The CBD, you know, some of it, you know, so it's kind of very challenging to actually have it, you know, through, but it's changing. I mean, once the states, I think all the states have a firm, you know, agreement on this and they're all part of it. I mean, then it's very easy for the feds to actually take, you know, a stand down and change it. But, but it takes a lot of work, you know, and, and, and people that are believing in this and the, the, I guess the healthcare uh, folks that are participating in this are the ones behind, you know, the logic why this should be easy. And you said it there. There is the very little aftermath or effects on 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 the human compared to other things such as alcohol, which is legal. Now, you know, I have not, I have yet to see someone with marijuana, cannabis, or any of these things or mushrooms. That is going crazy and doing things. They're basically mellowed out. They're good. They're comfortable. And they're not. They're not bothering anyone. On the contrary, you get some alcohol in you, and you go like you know, going crazy, like you know, doing things, thinking that you own the world. So there's different things. And then for the health purposes as well. I mean, you talked about tobacco. I mean, it's clear today. It causes cancers, different ones, and it's dangerous to the environment. Blah blah blah. We have not. Have, well, there's no. There's no evidence, clinical or medical, that 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 can be supported that it's detrimental to health to obtain it. Now, of course, anything in extreme can have some level of of bad, but but again, that's why you know there's industries that actually can, you know, clarify things and work on these things and the dosage and things like that, and it's happening. Now, you have microboost that is specifically for the mushrooms. Am I getting that? Yeah, MicroBoost is our, our functional mushroom brand. So, you know, part of uh, working in these, you know, up and coming industries, a lot of uh, time consuming part of it is educating people uh, about these things, right? A lot of people have heard about them, but but uh, but don't know all the details. So there's, uh, you know, your edible mushrooms that we, you know, you put on your, your pizza or in your risotto. Uh, and then you have your, your functional or medicinal or adaptogenic mushrooms. Um, mushrooms like lion's mane, sometimes people will eat that as well. It tastes pretty good. They're usually used for their medicinal benefits. And they've been used for thousands of years in, in Chinese medicine. Uh, you know, even there's a, uh, a famous uh, ice man, a, uh, like Neanderthal that was preserved in, uh, in an iceberg. It's called Otzi the Iceman. Right. And he had a, a little satchel with uh, with mushrooms in it that archaeologists uh, surmise, you know, he used as as antibiotic or 
are used as as medicine and this guy's you know thousands and thousands of year old corpse so uh yeah mushrooms are uh, are, are really fascinating and i think you know, in part of why functional mushrooms are having a real moment right now is because of the the mainstream attention of psychedelics and psychedelics now just starting to be decriminalized in cities or legalized in states like Oregon and Colorado for uh, therapeutic use, which is the same path that we saw for cannabis, right? You start with decriminalization and then, you know, you, uh, you roll out the, uh, the sick people, PTSD, you know, extreme cases of uh, depression or whatever. And it's a great excuse or a great uh, cause for legalizing these things, or at least, you know, reconsidering that they might have some benefits to people. Uh, and and it's just a, a step, I believe, and, uh, and I predict towards, you know, full-on legalization for, for adult use, you know, 21 and up, uh, you know, you can make your own decisions i think we're all you know <laughs> well well so uh, question go ahead sorry oh no just uh just that i i believe that adults should make their own decisions right you could eat too much cake and uh or or too much booze but you know you, we we all are are going to do our own thing anyway so we might as well not uh be wasting even more tax dollars uh enforcing uh penalties for it well, that, that is true. And, and, you know, I mean, you make a great point. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, history is amazing, right? Like when you think about it, a lot of people, for example, went to jail for minor position stuff and then this stuff becomes legal. So what do you do? Do you got to give them back time? <laughs> you know, you pay them back for the years that they've, they've missed just because the low change. It's amazing. It's, it's a human thing. And sometimes you, you can't get your head around it. Like when you really think like, so what, what gives, right? I mean, a year ago, like the day before, literally, when these things pass, you know, someone can be, you know, incriminated and, and put in jail for for a minor thing. And then next day, oh, you can have the same thing. Nothing happens. It's just unbelievable. But you're right. People are going to do what they have to do. And sometimes they challenge the status quo. And there's nothing you can do about that. I think that's, I guess, the beauty of, of the states specifically is that we have that. I mean, the people are the people and they do what they have to do. And every now and then they do challenge, <laughs> you know, the concepts of, of, of the government and the law and it just changes a little bit dynamics. And it over the history, we've seen that, you know, over and over. I love what you said. I mean, you have someone who's a thousand years, you know, frozen, you know, and preserved with, you know, mushrooms, which again, goes back, as you said, the Chinese medicine, Eastern medicine, you know, Native Americans, I mean, all over the world, actually, these things have been used over and over centuries for their, you know, real medicinal pieces. And yet they were still marginalized because of different things. As we said, it's, it's really, sometimes it's just competitive with products that can be a little bit more, um, I guess profitable as well as you know they have enough lobby power. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't like to talk politics, but but that's that's part of you know this deal. I mean, when you're in some industries, there's quite a bit of power that goes beyond politics and passing bills. Yeah, make sure. <laughs> I find it funny sometimes that people you know categorize plant medicine as separate from uh, traditional medicine or Western medicine because in actuality, all Western medicine is either derived from plants or a synthesized version of it. You know, aspirin comes from willow bark. Penicillin was actually uh, a fungus uh, bacteria, you know, that was discovered by accident from some spores that flew through a, 
a window and landed in a petri dish. So really everything of value on the planet comes from nature and, and medicine is no different. And so now it's really interesting to see these, these different uh, worlds converging of, uh, you know, naturopathic, you know, plant medicine, you know, religious ceremonial hippies or whatever you were going to call it. And, and then the pharmaceutical industry also really interested in synthesizing these compounds, switching them up enough that they can patent them. But, you know, the more studies that come out about breakthrough treatments for, for previously uh, treatment resistant issues, such as, uh, as depression, PTSD, you know, that has definitely got the, the interest peaked of the pharmaceutical industry. And I think that, uh, you know, everybody coming at it from their own angle to bring psychedelics and mushrooms, whether uh, the real thing or, or some synthesized uh, amalgamation of it, it's really going to be for the better of the planet. You know, I think every, the, the reason I got into cannabis and, and mushrooms both was not just the, you know, recreational experience of it, which is fun, but I think the, uh, the sort of thoughts that they provoke. And I find it interesting to work in an industry where we're talking about plants that really make us, you know, question the nature of our existence and the, the meaning of life and, uh, and how we treat people and, and being focused on, on our own like personal evolution um, and having these substances which are naturally occurring that can really alter our perspective to see things in a different way. And I think in the, in the case of mushrooms, one anecdote that always comes up is that, you know, the, the solutions to your problems are always right around you. You know, they're not these elusive thing, but we get, if we get just stuck in our habits or in our, our perspective of thinking or our mode of thinking, you know, we can miss this stuff because we have blinders on. And I think that's uh, one of the beauties of, of cannabis and mushrooms. Uh, it allows us to sort of step outside ourselves, see things from a new perspective, and then integrate that, you know, not to, not to, oh, you know, smoke every day and, and avoid your problems, but, you know, using that, that new wisdom that you gain to, to be a better person. And so the supplement industry, you know, largely is branded around that, you know, being your best you. And I really try to embody that. And, and I enjoy meeting other people that, that that's what they focus on, on a daily basis. Well, you know, thank you so much. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's not a difficult concept. It is something that is beneficial and we just need to use it. And by the way, as you said, everything around us comes from nature, no matter what. I mean, yes, we synthesize things, but we still need the, I guess, the bare minimum stuff from nature to start whatever it is that we manufacture. And and you're into manufacturing, so you, you, you use a lot of the stuff, you know, different, I mean, obviously you have labs, you have these things, but but you do have to get the ingredients from somewhere, and those, a lot of them are available in, in nature, and many of these things were discovered, as you said, you know, medicinal stuff that, that was just like, oh, what is this? It works. Let's, 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 let's put it into a capsule somewhere and just have people, you know, get it or maybe put it on in a syringe and, and, and throw it into somebody's bloodstream. I don't know. But, but it's been like that. But, but so, uh, you know, the name Microboost, you know, is an interesting name. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been kind of 
wondering a little bit about like you know there's got to be some some level of of strategy behind it i mean i i love that boost i mean these things give you a boost so so let's let's talk about what is that is that a, a surge boost is that a you know what kind of boost are we talking about yeah well it's a fun story about how it came to be we uh we had a little like company retreat up in big bear a couple summers ago and one of the you know team building activities we did was we had a, a shark tank-esque uh sort of a pitch session and we broke up uh into three teams and we had a combination of sales people and and production people and and uh management all kind of mixed together and you know kind of got together for a couple of hours and the the assignment was you know come up with a product and a pitch and then we we decide you know which one uh the the sharks wanted to invest in and so this this group uh that i wasn't a part of uh, salespeople and 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 uh, production people came up with the idea of uh, of micro boost. And originally, we were uh, the the pitch from that night was combining functional mushrooms with other traditional supplements for targeted effects. You know, so if we we would have lion's mane and ginkgo biloba and you know stuff that was good for your brain and and mixing those together or or cordyceps and caffeine, you know, natural energy source from the mushroom and then a, a combination. But uh, micro is spelled with a Y because uh, mycology is spelled with a Y. It's the study of mushrooms. And uh, and then boost, uh, of course, yeah, is a, is a boost to your health. It's also, it's a, if you know, you know, it's a good boost to your microdose. So if you are microdosing, mushrooms and you take our products, you know, you're going to have some synergistic effects there. You don't need to, to have a microdose to feel the benefits of uh, functional mushrooms, but they do work really nicely together. So that's kind of a, a wink to our, our friends uh, in the psychedelic world. Well, well, thank you for that. I mean, I like that, but, but, but again, it's genius because it has the concept and it does give those boosts in different areas and you target specific ones for specific, I guess, parts of the body and functions of the body. And, you know, and that's really amazing. Now, uh, I'm assuming there's there's production, you know, folks and, you know, uh, I guess experts or med doctors or someone like experts in, in that realm that actually make those combinations. Uh, you know, is there um, a scare? I mean, are, are the products scarce? Because those those specific mushrooms are not, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not sure. Are they available in a capacity where it's you know everywhere or a specific zone or do you actually grow them yourselves how do you get those products well the, the, yeah. the national ingredients well because of the demand for it definitely more and more people are growing mushrooms we were fortunate to find a company out of canada father and son company that have been growing mushrooms for about 40 years and I think one thing for your listeners that are interested in mushrooms to really understand is something that that I've been writing about and, uh, and you know, uh, an activist about is there is currently a petition to the FDA from a group of mushroom companies. And what they're requesting is that the FDA require for mushroom supplements to label on their product, whether or not their, their product is made from the fruiting body of a mushroom versus what is called myceliated oats. And I'll, I'll explain that. So when you grow mushrooms commercially, 
uh, indoors, you know, you have a starchy substrate or the soil, if you will, that uh, the mushrooms will grow on. And this is usually made with oats or corn or rice. And that substrate is inoculated with the spores or the liquid culture, uh, the, uh, the strain of the mushroom. Throughout the substrate, the root system, or what is known as the mycelium, grow throughout that substrate. And then the fruiting body is what we know of a mushroom, the stem and the cap or in the case of lion's mane, it kind of looks like a cheerleader's pom-pom or a, a lion's hair. But that, that, that fruiting body is what actually protrudes from the myceliated block. And in MicroBoost and companies that are petitioning the FDA, we use that, that fruiting body. With, uh, with our products, we even make a concentrated version of that so we can fit you know, more medicinal benefits into a small form factor like a vegan soft gel or a or a gummy. But what I learned, and uh, unfortunately, this is the case in across the supplement world, there's there's good and bad actors, right? Because it's not regulated uh, by the FDA, like the same way that pharmaceuticals are, you know, people will obfuscate what is in their product sometimes or kind of mislead customers. And as a uh, uh, owner of custom capsule consultants, and we've made products for over 300, I think 387 brands now, uh, 99 of them uh, last year. And so people contact me all the time and they want to put whatever trendy ingredient into their product, whether it's ashwagandha, elderberry, lion's mane. And sometimes, you know, I'll go back and I'll do my research and I'll explain, you know, all these ingredients are really great, but there's no way that we could put a significant amount of each of them in there that it would really be doing anything beneficial, right? Uh, I wrote an article for Rolling Stone recently kind of defining these, these terms for uh, understanding the mushroom market. In the supplement world, this is known as fairy dusting, right? So you're putting, you're putting a little bit of, of an ingredient that has some cachet or popularity, so you can put that on the front of your bottle, but if you need... 1500 milligrams of lion's mane to really get some cognitive benefits and you're putting two milligrams in there, well, then you're really just selling a placebo at best or, you know, a bold lie at worst. And so what I learned a lot of mushroom supplement companies do is they buy the fruit, the uh, mycelial block from mushroom farmers. The actual fruiting body is much more expensive uh, but they'll buy that that myceliated oat block, and that is what they pulverize and grind down and put into the the cheap uh, two piece capsules or or mushroom coffee or mushroom powder. Now there is some medicinal benefits in mycelium, but in the fruiting body, it's exponentially more. And then also, what you have essentially a ton of filler because in that block, the majority of it is oats or grain or starch and and not the mycelium and it could be the greatest oats on the planet but you know if you're paying forty dollars for a a bag of mushroom coffee you're not you're not paying for the dirt that it was grown in and so in my research i thought wow you know i understand you know, people in business cutting corners and you know trying to to get ahead and and uh, make the most profitable product that thought well maybe this fruiting body is five times or 10 times stronger than the myceliated oats. It can't be 
that much of a disparity. But as I was researching this article and really educating myself, it, I found it's more like 500 to one of the, the benefits of a fruiting body versus myceliated oats. And so it makes sense that, uh, that this company, uh, it's the company that we buy our mushrooms from, is, uh, is petitioning the FDA and saying, hey, you know, it's really misleading to customers to call a product that's made with myceliated oats mushrooms or to put mushroom imagery on the packaging. And, you know, I want people to buy micro boost, but more importantly, I believe in mushrooms so much that I want people to have a positive experience from it. Mm -hmm. And what I experienced in the last four years with CBD with so many people that were rushing in to, you know, make a quick buck. One, they didn't know uh, about making a quality product or they didn't care. And consequently, because there was so much, you know, subpar products out there, I think a lot of people got the impression that CBD doesn't really work. And actually, it's great for so many things. And those people might be really missing out on the, the benefits that a quality product could bring them. So I like to educate people as much as possible, keep supplement or mushroom companies honest, just for the, the sake of the industry, because I really did CBD, saw CBD go from, from boom to bust really quickly. And that's the last thing I want to see happen with mushrooms. Well, thank you, Bob. I, well, I, I truly appreciate you breaking this down because that's an important piece to our audiences because fact is, you're right. You know, there's products and there's products and, you know, it's very easy, as you said, that's not FDA approved. And so therefore you can get away. If you have a small percentage of whatever you claim, you know, technically you have it, but it's not really the potency that you require. And so when people, I mean, we, we hear this all about supplements, vitamin Ds and all the other stuff, the, the standard ones. You buy some of these things, they don't have really what it takes to get that nice little boost to your immune system, whatever you need, uh, as opposed to getting something that is high potency, which has a real effect, and you feel the difference between one product to the other easily. But you're, I mean, again, industries are industries, right? Some will, uh, you, you said it best, they'll cut corners, profit is easy, let's get in. You know, you, you find a way, they're not lying technically, but they're just not giving you the full picture. They're not giving you the concentrated version. And, uh, you know, for someone who is building a company, uh, you know, I think you know this best as a CEO is that your brand, your your signature, your name, everything goes around that. And the quality is everything, right? If you short people on the quality, it doesn't last long. You only can fool people for a minute and then that's about it, right? And and that's exactly some companies, they don't make it long enough because people and, and they tarnish the image of whatever that industry is. As you said, people, you know, for the last couple of years, CBD, CBD was big. But then, as you said, you know, now you have so many companies and so many, what do you call it, like fake, I would say, or like copycat, you know, companies that come on the market that, you know, and I'll give you an example. So I, we have a company for, for argan oil, Moroccan oil, which is, you right. know, the oil is only made in one place. It's only in, in Morocco in one zone and you get these kernels and they get squeezed and you get real argan. A lot of products claim to have argan oil in them, but when, you know, like they're argan oil, but when you go to the actual you know, content, it's like you said, 1%, 2%, 10% maybe at best. So the oil is really just diluted with other oils, but the actual potent, you know, ingredient is very minimum. It's not 100%. It's not what you get. And that, that actually drives me nuts because, 
here you go. You bring in something that is 100%. It's all squeezed fresh. You got you know where it's coming. It's coming from the trees to the to the factory floor, you know, and and, and then to to the bottle. Uh, meanwhile, you have people that clean, they put a little bit and they sell it for the same or maybe cheaper, which that's the other part. Like, you know, the cost varies when you don't have a big price. You just take it for what it's worth. Like, listen, I can sell this for five bucks. I'm, it's costing me like 50 cents. You know, meanwhile, yours is costing you a lot more. Five bucks is the cost and you got to sell it for more. So, you know, and this is exactly industry wise. You know, you have these you know folks that get into it and they, they do make the money, unfortunately, but they also, you know, cannot kill the reputation of the products that are in the market. Yeah, it doesn't ever really make sense to me from a, even a business perspective, unless you're just, you know, trying to make money in a week and skip town, you know, it costs a lot of money <laughs> and time to, you know, acquire new customers, get them to try your product for the first time. And then if you're just counting on them to, you know, go for the placebo effect, then, you know, it seems like why not just you know, spend the extra buck and, and make a really quality product that people are going to notice and tell their friends and, and it just seems uh, antithetical to uh, to smart business. True, but but here's the thing, right? That, that's not what they're looking at. Typically, what they're looking at is that, well, you know, we're not lying. It is the product, and people don't know much about this product to start with. I mean, when I say argan oil, what, 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 how many people know exactly what the ingredients is, you know, are and 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 what it does, what the benefits? You know, you can write. You know, I can copy from any side and dump that and say this is what it does, and I'll make it work, right? But really, when you actually take like that bottle, you, you'll have to get like 20 bottles to get the same effect of one. And I guess that's good for resales and whatever. But but as you said, it's it's not a long lasting you know, strategy and it will definitely, you know, uh, eventually people get savvier as they learn more about the products and the products get into the market. And you get more, you know, experts that talk about this. And there are people that now with social media, you'll be careful because they do take your product and sample them. People take them to lab and and they'll have a whole frenzy on on and go viral just because of a mistake that someone can make. So it's very dangerous, you know, game. But yet it happened. It's been happening. And you're right. I love the kind kind of lobbying or at least the the the, the concept of people really championing the idea that they have to get more stricter on these, you know, uh, companies or at least these regulations to make sure that these whatever you say in the label is really what's in there. And you cannot lie. You cannot, you know, uh, just claim because I mean. The claim is correct when you say it has mushrooms it has mushroom well it has the you know percentage of a mushroom but but you could literally get away with it that's what people have been doing now now the fun thing is that you are an expert on both sides because you also do the capsules and things like that so you know that it requires certain things and you understand the rules on that end uh so that's a big you know plus for you because and i believe that was your first company right the the capsules you know the the, the manufacturing uh, yeah, well, custom capsules started before we we came up with micro boosts. That's right. Yeah. So you so you know that business well enough, and you've you've you know you know covered quite a few brands out there. Um, so I do want to ask a question about that. So that's that, those are the gel caps and the supplements caps and things like that. Is that what you're you're making? Correct. Yeah, soft gels is one of our our main form factors that we specialize in. And at uh, Tetra Labs, the, the cannabis company I worked at for eight years, we always only made capsules out of gelatin, soft gels out of gelatin, which 99% of soft gels on the market are made from gelatin. Uh, but we wanted to you know differentiate ourselves further and get uh, become experts in vegan soft gels as well. And uh, in the you know health and supplement world, especially 
in cities like Los Angeles, you know, people are, are more and more vegetarian. And even for meat eaters, I've never had a, a meat eater come to me and say, like, I must have cow products in my mushroom supplements, you know, so uh, it's, uh, it's good for everybody. And then it also the uh, the alternative to gelatin that we use is tapioca starch. It comes from the cassava root, and it has some cool qualities. Besides, I think being more marketable because it's vegan, it also has a a natural higher pH than gelatin. And so when uh, when you swallow a gelatin supplement, the shell has a pH about identical to that of a normal human stomach. It's between like four and five. So the soft gel will break down in your stomach acid and your stomach acid can destroy a lot of the active ingredients that's in that product, whether it's vitamin C or, or reishi mushrooms. But the higher uh, starch or the higher pH of the, the tapioca starch allows it to survive the stomach and breaks down in the intestine, which is all just a long way of saying that you actually feel more of the active ingredients in there. And some gelatin companies even put what is called an enteric coating on their gelatin soft gels to raise the pH for that very reason, just a higher uh, bioavailability. Uh, and in addition to that too, they don't uh, melt as easily as gelatin soft gels. So for um, someone like me running an e-commerce business, you know, and I ship into uh, Hawaii or, uh, or Southern California on, uh, on a hot summer day, you know, those gelatin capsules couldn't, you know, have the potential to melt sitting there on a doorstep while the, the customer is at work all day. So that's just a, another cool benefit of vegan soft gels. But in addition to that, we make a ton of gummies. You know, just in the past five years, not only in cannabis and mushrooms have gummies become really popular, but across the supplement industry, uh, it's, it's just, I think it's a, a lot more habit forming. You know, people, adults like to, like to have that, that little sugar, hit, you know, it's a, like kind of a Pavlov's dog uh, reminder. I think it kind of creates this, this habit loop. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're, you're convinced yourself that you're, you're being healthy by eating your, uh, your apple cider vinegar uh, gummies, which by the way, like, you know, you would need to eat the entire container of apple cider vinegar gummies to get one, you know, full therapeutic dose of, of apple cider vinegar. Uh, but I digress. Uh, but we make we make all sorts of different products. I think our most popular one is our mushroom coffee, and, and you know it makes sense. Uh, you know, speaking of habits, coffee is the the most widely consumed drug on the planet. You know, a habit of uh, of most adults, and so making a, a mushroom coffee alternative has really caught on. And a part of our product development process is really understanding what's out there. So. As we were developing the coffee, I bought, you know, the top 20 best-selling mushroom coffees on Amazon, and we tried them all, you know, and, uh, and a lot of them tasted what I would call healthy or uh, in a less uh, kind way, like dirt. And maybe that's because they're using the myceliated oats, you know, they're using literal soil uh, in their product and consequently doesn't taste very good. And I thought, you know, if people are really going to change this really ingrained habit of drinking coffee, then it's got to taste great. And it's got to really be a good substitute for that boost that you get 
from 125, 250 milligrams of caffeine, depending on how tall your, your Starbucks cup is. And so we, uh, we looked at everything and we decided we're going to put more mushrooms in our coffee per serving than anybody. And we want to make it taste, you know, undeniably delicious. And so, yeah, we do have more mushrooms than, than any company, fruiting body mushrooms as well. Uh, 3000 milligrams per cup. And that's across uh, five different mushrooms that we use, lion's mane, cordyceps, turkey tail, chaga, and reishi. And to make it taste good, we use organic cacao, which is also mm -hmm. an adaptogenic in itself as well. And, uh, you know, it's good for anxiety. It's nice and calming. And, you know, it's like a, a mushroom mocha. Uh, so it's a great way to start your day. Yeah. I, still, I still love coffee myself, too. So I take a tablespoon often and just stir it into my hot coffee you know you can do it with uh with hot water um, but i like the combination personally but just on that the mushroom coffee is that micro boost mushroom coffee or that it has a different name for the brand no it's micro boost yeah okay it is micro boost okay so we're gonna have to check it out you know because i i you know i've tried i've I've tried other mushroom coffee myself, but you're—I mean, they—they're good, but but you know, I still haven't found the one that is like real, like close enough to coffee with the same kick, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I am a coffee lover, so I drink, you know, at least like two cups a day, and uh, you know, with no extra stuff. I don't do sugar, I don't do milk, but but I like my uh, little, you know, just pure caffeine in there. <laughs> But yeah, but but it is as you said, it's a healthier substitute for someone who wants to transit. You know, this can be a good way to do that without giving up your, I guess, your fixation on on and having that nice little boost. You know, uh, in the morning, right? So it makes a difference. So we'll definitely check it out. And you know, again, thank you for clarifying that because that's an important piece. Yes, I mean, it is what it is, but it's de it depends on where and how much of the ingredient is in that particular bag. That's what really matters. And whether it's in a capsule or a bag, doesn't matter. It's the same thing. I, I, just the analogy you said is the apple, uh, you know, cider vinegar. You know, uh, I've actually had those. They taste very uh, sour, I guess, <laughs> you know, acidy. But, but you know, I don't know to what level that content is, you know, and, and you know, but now you just clearly, I mean, might as well just get a nice little spoon and just, you know, get, you know, one of those, right? Um, yeah. It makes a difference. Uh, but, you know, like, again, I try to get into the health concept and make sure that we have some some good things, you know, uh, for our audiences. But I, I also am a consumer, too. So I'm always looking to to get some good stuff, you know, that's in the market and learn about it, you know, for health purposes. And, you know, to share with my family, my parents or my mom specifically. Uh, she's an older lady with diabetes and some other, you know, stuff. So whatever we can do to help, we can do. And we do the same for our people. Now, now um, the company now microboost uh it's only online i'm assuming is that what it is because you, you mentioned e-commerce or you have you know outlets yeah it's primarily online we do have a, a few uh, mushroom stores that are carrying the product now small grocery stores and working on getting them into uh, some local coffee shops uh we started experimenting with uh, with some coffee shops here and offering a, a mushroom mocha on their menu but uh, but yeah, I I love interacting with the uh, the customers directly. Uh, but uh, we do have a sales team that is working on getting our our products out there in a wholesale way. And you know, I'd love to you know one day be on the the shelves of the the Whole Foods and the Erewhon's and the the Sprouts of the world. 
Well, listen, it will be there. I mean, again, these are these companies. I guess they're always looking for uh, the best of the best. You know, that that meet the, their criteria of whole and you know healthy and you know uh, less GMO and all the other stuff. And so, as long as you're you're there, I mean, I, I guarantee you that they're not going to find better. <laughs> Yeah, especially if that's what you're aiming for. I mean, they they could do their homework and they'll figure it out themselves. So, so I I know that's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And uh, you know, um, now is this only in the states or in specific states, or is it also available? I mean, I'm I guess the online is the online. Everybody can order, right? You know, but but from the the outlets, that will be just in the states to start with, right? Yeah, so far we're just selling to uh, North America. Just this past week, I got a, our first order to Guam, which is a uh, uh, American uh, territory, um, but uh, but outside of the continental U.S. That must be exciting, right? I mean, you know, you get, you oh, get totally. a bit, yeah. It's it's. I mean, listen again. It's it's a not. They're not big. You know, uh, there's not enough knowledge. I would say out there, and so so. This particular show is definitely, you know, one of the few that that's discussing about, you know, the mushrooms and the benefits and, you know, the whole concept behind it. So I know that the more people hear about this, the more they're going to get familiar with it, the more they're going to be attached to it. Hopefully it becomes mainstream sooner than later, just like everything else. I mean, CBD now is everybody's mouth. Everybody knows about it. So this is the next big thing and it's going to happen. It is happening. You are leading again. You are I would say cutting edge. You are a pioneer in this area and you're making a difference, you and your colleagues, you know, in, in the company. So it, it's always an awesome thing to be part of. I mean, at least I'm happy to have had this discussion with you. At least I learned quite a bit and I know that our users will learn more now they have access to you and the company and the sites. Now, a uh, quick note, I know that on your capsule stuff, the supplements, you actually do like companies can actually do their own supplements through you and uh, you develop that for them. Like you can produce that for them. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we do a couple of things. Uh, one uh, I define as white labeling. So we have uh, all sorts of different plant-based medicine from hemp to mushrooms to kratom uh, to just traditional supplements like CoQ10. And we white label uh, these products, meaning people can call us up they want a hundred bottles, 10,000 bottles of a product that we make. We have it in stock and we can put it in the, their packaging of their choice. And then uh, the other thing that we do is what I call private labeling. And that's where, you know, you call me up and you say, Hey, you know, I like, uh, I like your, your mushroom products that you're doing here, but I don't want to do a coffee. I want to do a matcha or I want to do uh, you know, a different flavor of gummy or something custom. And we work together with them to uh to bring that to reality sometimes they've got you know the the recipe and they're ready to go and other times they come to me and they say hey, i want to use uh plant-based uh ingredients for a uh, supplement for like bloat or you know gut issues and so uh, it all is like on a case-by-case basis on uh, on how involved we get uh, and sometimes people even just buy you know, bulk products from us and they package it themselves. Everything is really a la carte. And I, you know, try not to uh, dictate how entrepreneurs are going to run their business because it doesn't really matter anyways, right? People get into running their own business, so they don't have to be told what to do. And so I just like try to be a good uh, guide for them and, uh, and resource. 
you're, you're a great partner and that's that's how you build a good business model and you know you you're right i mean but you have different flexibility different options which makes it a lot more attractive to different audiences and different groups and different angles not everybody wants to do the same exact thing you can be a small business and start with your own as you said the white label just get a few bottles and test them out you want to get your own stuff in the ingredients you can do it as you said you can get just your bucket of, of things and you can do whatever you want with them your own lab and make it happen so i mean you have these options uh so i you know i i just wanted to at least give that to our audiences so they know if in case someone is interested and in maybe using you know you as a an ag supply uh, yeah the, the it's really exciting for me because you know I, I love plant medicine and i love entrepreneurship and so i get to work with 99 different entrepreneurs who are into plant medicine so it's a great way to to make friends and uh, and be inspired and also see what's working too, right? You know, I have a pretty intimate understanding of these uh, these guys and gals businesses, and I can I I learn from them every day. Uh, and and people are are experts in things that that I have you know no understanding of in some cases, and so it's it's always interesting going into work, and I never know what I'm going to learn or who I'm going to meet. Um, but uh, it's it's been a fun ride. Well, listen, uh, it's it's a good feeling. As I said earlier, I mean, doing what you're doing, it must be fulfilling. And you know, it looks like you're enjoying it. And I, uh, you know, it it is a good, great, you know, place to be when you do that. So now you also you mentioned like you, you do a lot of research, but you also do like ebooks and informative stuff uh, that you produce yourself, right? Yeah, I'm working on a book this year on mushrooms. And yesterday, I just published my 11th article on mushrooms in Rolling Stone. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I grew up loving uh, reading Rolling Stone. And so that's been a, a lifelong dream fulfilled. I went to school for creative writing. So I'm, I'm happy that I still get to exercise that muscle in, uh, in a way that, that helps and elevates my business. Uh, and yeah, and I also, it's a great excuse to talk to people, you know, just say, hey, I'm writing this article and I, I find you really interesting. Will you tell me everything you know about mushrooms? Uh, so it's, uh, that's been a lot of fun, but not, not only Rolling Stone, but, uh, all sorts of different, uh, trade magazines and stuff. This last one that just came out yesterday is about, uh, veterans, uh, access to psychedelics and, Biden just uh, a couple of months ago passed a, a, ten, a $10 million uh, defense bill to invest for psychedelics for veterans with, with PTSD. And, you know, as someone who is, uh, you know, on the cutting edge, I sometimes feel like, you know, change isn't happening fast enough. And certainly the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin slowly. But uh, but at the same time, I you know I really have to you know step back and and see that change is happening. And you know I grew up in in Texas in high school, and you know just uh, one little gram of of cannabis uh, twenty plus years ago, you know, gets you in in jail for for months. And and I experienced that. I thought it was grave injustice, and uh, I'm so happy that that we're waking up and not uh, enforcing asinine rules like that. Well, well, thank you for, for sharing that. And and by the way, you, you touched on the veterans and the PTSD. That's a big area 
where there's a huge need for help and in a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, right? You know, and uh, so this is definitely uh, a form of assistance. You know, these products can be beneficial uh, to 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 folks with PTSD, PTSD, but but all types, but veterans specifically, we have a lot of that problem, you know, and it exists and it is real. And uh, there's not enough, as you said, the wheels are turning slow, it's slow mowing. <laughs> we need to speed up the process, but at least a little bit of effort or a little bit of progress is, is good progress, right? It's progress at, at least. So we take it. Now, um, in terms of uh, ingredients or like potency and benefits, is there anywhere where people can actually find, uh, you know, the products, uh, therapeutic, you know, uh, I guess, ingredients as well as users? Well, yeah, because I'm uh, always writing. I, I have uh, dozens of blogs on microboost.com uh, where we talk about each specific mushroom individually, talk about the, the benefits of, of coffee or soft gels and the, the specific formulations that we put together at MicroBoost. And then if you search, uh, you know, Robert Johnson, Rolling Stone, mushrooms or psychedelics, you'll find uh, my, my articles on that as well. And I don't just write about psychedelic mushrooms, but I, almost half of the articles that I've written for Rolling Stone have been about the functional mushrooms that we're talking about and all their benefits. And, uh, and in the Rolling Stone articles and the blog post too, I link to tons of research. So even if my, my blog or my article is a thousand words, if you click on every link that I have in there, you know, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, 30, 40,000 words per article that your, your listeners could choose or, or, or not to, you know, find, find which links they find most interesting. And it's the internet, man. You can go really go down a rabbit hole and, uh, and learn as much as you want about these things, which, which I've, I've found myself on many nights uh, down that hole. Well, you, you are passionate about it and you're doing it from the heart and you believe in it and therefore you're giving the best and uh, the more the better for people to learn. And, and again, that's the other thing. When you learn about things, you you know what the benefits are. You, you'll you be promoting them more, right? You, you'll love them. You'll use them more. You'll share the value with others. And that's really what it is. So I definitely will have the actual links to both uh, your companies and definitely to the blog so people can actually get access and hopefully do their own research and see the value and eventually become, you know, a customer and why not? Now talking about, you know, influence and talking about, you know, uh, interacting and teaching people, we live in a world of influence and influencers. Now I know that you do some work there, you know, uh, what, what can you tell us about that area? Cause I know a lot of companies use now today influencers to promote, you know, products. Well, yeah, a ton of the, the podcasts that I go on are health and fitness podcasts like yours. And so we have a, a lot of affiliates that that run their show. I, I After we're done with this show, I plan on sending you a, a nice care package of all of our products. If you like them uh, and want to share them with your your audience, we, we welcome that. Uh, I'm going to uh, South by Southwest in a, in a couple of weeks in Austin, Texas and sharing the stage with some uh, journalist, uh, activist, and one mushroom satirist. Uh, he does uh, parody videos of the psychedelic industry. So yeah, those those people all have uh, a lot more followers and, and influence, or at least social media influence, uh, than, uh, than Microboost. And so I'm, I'm really honored to share the stage with them. But, you know, I... Uh, 
because I was in cannabis for so long, it, it was really kind of a underground market. You know, I wasn't going online and promoting our, our brands when, uh, when it wasn't, you know, totally above board. So consequently, I just don't have this uh, experience that, you know, even like 15 year olds know way more about social media than I do these days. And so I'm trying to learn more about that myself. And I really, you know, we have a newfound respect and appreciation for people that are constantly putting out content and, and making great podcasts and making great uh, reels and stories and videos. It's not easy, you know, uh, it's easy to criticize, um, but it's not easy to do something quality consistently um, and, and find an audience for it. You gotta, you got, it's just like entrepreneurship, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta work at it every day. Well, well, I want to just, on behalf of all those guys that you, you talked about, all the influencers, I, I thank you because, you know, you're right. It is a lot of work and, you know, and there's different levels of influence, right? I mean, some people, as you said, they can just go on and criticize and get viral because they criticize an actor, a celebrity, a, a game. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's their niche. That's how they do it. And that's fine. But finding, you know, it's the ones that actually just give, you know, the, the real thing. I mean, they just have. Uh, authentic content and get in the right stuff more education more innovative more mind stuff you know that's that's a whole it, it takes a toll it's just a lot of work as you said then you know these folks that really dedicate themselves to do this but they do have a voice and and really that's that's the new media that's really where it's happening today most people get their news although i'm not gonna you know uh encourage that i mean you don't get the news just you know from anywhere but you, you want to vet out your information all the time and i always say this you know, we give information to people and it's up to the people to do what they need to do and the due diligence is to actually do your research. And that's why I asked about, you know, where people can go and find more information directly about the products and things because it's not hard to do. I mean, you can Google things, but but if I want your products, I want to just see what they mean and I can go to you and I can learn about them. And so it's not, it's actually the, the, the safest and the best way to do it. So, but yeah, it is, a you know, a, a big world. And, uh, you know, I guess that's, that's going to be part of your company now and it's the future and soon i don't know with there's ai too now there's there's a bunch of stuff it's funny because i i don't know if you saw that bubble that came up mm. did you didn't see it oh i did i didn't know what it was i neither did i i don't know what it is i think it's an AI, <laughs> i literally i it's it just popped up this is the second time it happened on a zoom call so i don't uh, know what happened it just popped up you know but I have no idea where it's coming. So I got to find out where the first things. And there is a new feature of AI in, in, in the Zoom. So maybe that's what happened. But it was like, what the hell just happened there? And, you know, but but we, we'll, we'll we'll edit that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you know, we're, we're, we've covered quite a bit of grounds here. But anything you want to leave our audiences with before we close our show today? Well, I think it's just... Uh... My, my personal experience with mushrooms is about uh, changing habits and, uh, and mushrooms have allowed me to have just more awareness of my actions and, uh, and allow me to, I, I think, really see them for, for what they are. And I think the biggest change that I've experienced is not being ruled by my emotions. I mean, I still obviously experience these emotions but i that uh that perspective that that mushrooms have given me both functional and psychedelic have just made my life that much happier because i i'm not uh, reacting 
to life as much, but, you know, just acting with intention. And so if I could share, you know, one thing that has been like most transformative for me, it, it's that. And so that's uh, the main reason why I encourage people to, to try it. And if it, if it works for them the way it's worked for me, then I think they'll be really happy. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Bob, it's been you know, an honor, a pleasure. I, I enjoyed this discussion. I've learned quite a bit. I mean, again, I, I'm still novice in the world of mushrooms and, uh, you know, and, and even in, in the hemp world and cannabis. I mean, I've had a few shows, but you learn every day. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, unless you're in it day in, day out, I mean, it's you know some, but you don't know everything. And I don't think anyone knows everything about everything. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, that's where knowledge comes in. You got to keep digging and learning more. You were about to say. Well, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful that uh, mushrooms uh, made it possible for me to meet you as well, man. So uh, uh, it, they, it's very they, exciting. And I appreciate talking to you. But it's funny, but they do have a magical effect. <laughs> they get people together. <laughs> exactly. You know. So so well, listen. It, it's you. Know, I mean, there there is always that. You know, we we hear about those like the mushrooms. You know, you can be in a nice little place. But but the the reality there's there's really good benefits to 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 this stuff. This is the real thing. It's existed. It it will it exists now, and we need to take advantage of it. And frankly, I I'm a big you know in the last four years since I started you know the channel and the radio, I've realized that we have been out on a lot of good stuff when it comes to health. You know, we've been taught, you know, a lot of things that were completely, you know, what we're not supposed to be doing, you know, and it, it's just, just how it's been. And, you know, you don't realize how bad it was. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a real, you know, this is a, this is a real thing. So my kids craved Burger King. So we got them Burger King. So I have cats and I gave the meat to the cats. The cats would not eat it. Wow. <laughs> now when cats don't eat the meat, you know, there's there's gotta be a problem. <laughs> so I have to tell you, you know, I don't know. And again, I'm not saying Burger or, or or any of those franchises, but the fact of the matter is, you know, there's food and there's food, and you know, you gotta pick your 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 balance here. What do you want for your body to to digest and how, how you want your body to operate? That's up to you folks. But it's something I mean, I literally I was like what the hell? These cats don't want to eat the meat. You, now we know. I told my kids, now you know. If they can't eat it, you shouldn't be eating it either. <laughs> well, that's a health-conscious cat. I don't think my, my pit bull would be as uh, as healthy. <laughs> I, I, again, that's. I mean, to be honest with you, I was shocked to see that because I thought you know cats will eat anything that you put in front of them, but this was like an eye-opener for me. I'm like, is that a sign maybe? <laughs> you know, no more no more fast food in the house. But, you know, I'm, I'm a health freak, but, you know, every now and then we all fall into it. You know, you you cheat every now and then. You know, I mean, it's that's the thing. There's influence, right? You know, there's this stuff is all over the place. So you sometimes you just fall into it and you're like, okay, whatever, just a day. Who cares, right? But anyway, so that was just something I, you know, I, I had to throw in because, you know, we were having this discussion about the health and, and the benefits. All right. Well, Bob, you know, thank you so much for, for, for being on the show. It's, it's, it's been real, man. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great night. Appreciate you. You got it. Well, that's it, folks. You know, hope you had uh, some fun with us today. You've learned quite a bit you know, about the mushrooms and, uh, you know, some of the benefits and how it works. And we even talked about the capsulated and, you know, some other things, the supplements, the labeling, all different things. So there's different things here that, you know, you want to take home. Do check out the website and, uh, you know, do check out those blogs and learn a little bit more about mushrooms and the benefits and how you can, you know, take uh, care of your health using these things. All right. So uh, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. I'm Hurricane H. Bye for now.